0: Thank you. Lord, even as we go into your word this this afternoon, speak to us in the name of Jesus. Speak through me in the name of Jesus. Lord, make my tongue like a pen of a ready writer. Speak life in the name of Jesus. Lord, I don't want to speak what I think or what I feel. I want to speak your mind. Give us understanding. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. Alright, so today is the last Sunday in the month of October. October has been a very long month because it's five Sundays, five weekends. And the very first Sunday, we started a series on purpose. And I'm just going to take us through a journey of it. So we started a, a series on purpose. And I kind of laid the foundation because foundation is what you build on. And I said, God is a God of purpose. God creates on purpose and for a purpose. Ladies and gentlemen, the point, the conclusion, the summary of that message is, you are not here by accident, you are not here by mistake, you are not here by error. You are here on purpose and for a purpose. You need to ask God. Many people try to be where you are. They, they are even better than you, but they couldn't get there. So just have that in mind. And then, Pastor, for not just... Preach the, the second Sunday. Um, last Sunday, I continued. We look at the nature of purpose because purpose you need to understand the reason for your why. You know you, you see many people who they are so wealthy they have everything. I gave a I gave a testimony of a footballer who was so wealthy it was doing well and it was on the foot it was on match of the day the night before. And by Sunday, by Monday morning, he had committed suicide. This guy was became the coach of Wales. He was, doing, he was doing well for himself. He was on the match of the day the night before. And he was speaking, he was articulating and whatnot. But I felt most people that commit suicide, they feel like there's emptiness. There's something missing. You know, they are, they are, they are not useful. They are, they are not this, they are not that. It's not money, it's not fame. They have all of that. Alright? So... I spoke about the nature of purpose, that purpose is individual. Your purpose is unique to you. Your design, your structure, your race, your color is specific for your purpose. But why purpose is individual? Purpose is interdependent. I cannot fulfill my purpose in isolation. I need people. God will connect me to people that will help me. We will help each other to fulfill purpose. And I said that your past, number three, your past cannot hinder your purpose. What you've been through cannot hinder your It doesn't matter. I mean, I gave an example of Paul when he was Saul. He was killing Christians. He was persecuting Christians. So, but, but that didn't stop God to use him. Look at King David. How many people did he kill? Nobody killed more than David. David. They were just killing. You know. So your past, because your purpose long before you were born, God that determined your assignment, your purpose. God. You came to Earth, planet Earth, to fulfill your purpose. And number four, I said purpose is constant. Purpose does not change. It is the same. It is the same. You know, when you, for those of us who are competent with mathematics, when you are solving for the mass, additional mass, there is a constant K or constant C. It doesn't change. When you move a, a positive number across to, a, to the other place, it will turn negative, right? If you move it. You know, all those things. But purpose does not change, okay? Number five, I said purpose is not always known. You don't always, it's not a given that you just know your purpose. You need to, you need to, you need to discover it. You need to, you, need, you need to find out what your purpose is. And number six, as I said purpose is, is progressive. You can start with one thing and it builds up, it builds up, it builds up, it builds up. It builds up. You know, if I was told that when, when God told me I was going to work for him, if God had said that not only will I be a youth pastor uh, or pastor, I right? I pastored GVC Birmingham. I pastored the youth church in Nottingham. At some point, I was pastoring GVC London. I would travel to everywhere. On Friday, I traveled to Lancaster from Nottingham. I drove four hours to Lancaster. I drove three and a half hours back. I left home at 315 3.10 a.m., I shut my door. I opened my door back at 1.45 a.m. I left at three 3.10 p.m. I got back at 1.45 a.m. If God had told me, as I'm calling you, this and this and this is your purpose, I would run away. Because when I was growing up, I don't I even pray like that. Like, I'm not the one that killed Jesus. It's not that deep. But as I, as I, as I gave myself into the, into the ministry... The way God rewards is when you are doing well, more. To whom more is given, more is expected. The, the man that was given five talents, he, he got five more. The one that took one, he went to hide it. The master collected from that one and gave it to the five. In other words, that's more work for him. True or false. And lastly, I said, your purpose is discovered. You don't decide your purpose, you discover it. Your purpose is already decided by God. Your role and my role is to... Find out what my purpose is. You don't decide what you want to be. No. God decides for you. God told Jeremiah, in your mother's womb, actually, we found out that, actually, Paul, when he was Saul, in his mother's womb, God has ordained him an apostle. That's what scripture says. Even though he was killing Christian, but he encountered God by himself without nobody speaking to him. He was on, a, he was on his road. He was on his road called straight to Damas, Damascus. And they encounter God. So today I want to speak on... Today I want to speak on... How do you discover your purpose? How do you find out? How do you know your purpose? How do you know the reason why you're here? Because you're not... If if, if, there's more to life than... I want a good job... I want a good family. You know, I want to have a nice car. I want to have houses in one in Abuja, one in Lagos, one in Dubai, another one in the States, one in UK. I want to every major continent of the world. I want to have a house. It's good, but there is more to life than that. There are people who have many of that, but their life something is still missing. All are right? is four scriptures that is my anchor scripture for today. Um, Isaiah forty three and verse seven. Psalm 100, verse 2 and verse 3. If you want the slide for my messages, I'm more than happy to give you. In fact, this the way I do my message, I compile everything. So, the me- this, this slide you're seeing now has the other two previous messages on there. So, if you want it, you can have it for free. Just speak to me afterwards. Just ask and you will receive. Alright? So, if you, if you want it, that's fine. Just, just listen so that we can be blessed. Isaiah 43 and verse 7. It says... Bring all who claim me as their God, for I have made them for my glory. It was I who created them. So God has made you and I for his glory. Psalm 100 verse 2 and verse 3. Psalm 100 verse 2 and verse 3. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Next verse. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. One more, John chapter 17 and verse 4. John chapter 17 and verse 4. John chapter 17 and verse 4. I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a work that God has destined for you to do. You do that by bringing glory to His name. I pray God, help us in the name of Jesus. So we can see in those scriptures that God created man, God created woman, God created horse for His glory. When God created Adam in the book of Genesis, God will come down to the Garden of Eden to fellowship with them. That was it. But a other question to ask perhaps is what does it look like to glorify God? How do I know that I'm glorifying God? How do I know? How do you know that you're glorifying God? You see, a part of what it looks like to glorify God is to acknowledge who God is and to praise and worship Him. That is why, you see, Anything you do without acknowledging God, God is not interested in it, unfortunately. Because when you put God first, it's a show that you acknowledge Him and you you know that without God, Apostle Paul says, I am who I am by the grace of God. We are not ignorant to not know that God is at work in our life. Sometimes we don't even deserve what we get. You just know, if it is not God, I don't know. Okay? We fulfill our purpose of glorifying God also by living our lives in relationship and in faithful service to Him. You see, I, I, when I was coming to this church this morning, Pastor, I was preaching in Nottingham Church, please listen to the message. It was powerful. And you, you see, we don't really serve God as it were. You serve man. Right? Scripture says, in us, if you don't clothe a stranger, you have not clothed God. If you don't feed a stranger, you're not fed God. So in your service to man is a service to God. Because nobody can see God. But whatever you do for man, you do for God, especially in the house of praise. So we are created to bring him glory. God has a unique plan and purposes for each of us. Okay, so. So, whatever God's plan for you looks like, it will ultimately result in God's glory. Okay? So, and there are many scriptures I could read this morning that talks about the need for us to glorify God. We are in His image to glorify Him. So, I, I, I want to zero in on seven ways. To discover your purpose, seven ways, and this is by all means not the only seven ways. There are many ways, but while I was just reflecting yesterday, I was just putting my thoughts down, and I just want to zero in on seven, seven ways. You know, if I if I don't use the word seven, I use the word five, because seven is perfection, and five means grace. All right. So number one. How you discover your purpose. Number one, your gifts. Your gifts. Your gifts. You see, a gift is a thing given willingly to someone without payment. A natural ability. Scripture says in James chapter 1 and verse 17, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of light, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. You see... Just because you don't know you have a gift does not mean you have none. Ignorance of your gift does not deny that. you. you, Everybody has a gift. Everybody. We saw the story of the talent. You you have a gift. God is a a wonderful God. God is an amazing God. There is no way God would, would, would bring you on earth. Because you are here for a purpose. So so for some of you, the way you would discover your purpose is in line with your gift. What are your gifting? What are the things that your natural abilities? Like I told us last week, Sunday, purpose is not just preaching. There is more. Even in the, some people, they never hold the mic. They never all the Bible, they are in the marketplace but their light is shining. People can see. wow this person is so unique, they are so different in the way, how, do, how come everybody is doing this, you don't do it because, you know, I love God, it's not you know, you see Muslims, they don't even tell you they are Muslim, you just know because when some of them, they don't even wear anything, they don't even have beard like me, if you see my baby, you think I'm a Muslim they don't even have beard, but when it's time to go and pray, you know they are going to pray you can't stop them; they are unstoppable. In Nottingham, they have—they have. There is a place where Muslims are. They have—they sell stuff there. When it's prayer time, you know they will leave their shop open and they will go to the mosque to pray. And you dare not come and steal there. You dare not enter when nobody is there. You are in trouble. First Peter chapter four and verse ten. Two scriptures we read: First Peter 1 Timothy four and verse fourteen. So, ladies and gentlemen, you don't necessarily need to. Deserve a gift before you receive it. Some people are so gifted in what they do. You just know that this person, because from a young age, when nobody is even teaching them, you can see the gift. God has given each of you a gift. Right? Did he say just pastors or leaders? Whether you are born again or not, God has given you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. When you serve in God, when you serve in church, you are serving each other. I'm sure we all enjoy the praise and worship this morning. You enjoy the prayer. You are being served. What are you doing with your own gift? First Timothy chapter 4 and verse 14. He says he says, "Do not neglect spiritual gift you received through the prophecies spoken over you when the elders of the church lay their hands on you do not don't neglect that gift. another word for gift is present charity award that is an endowment that God has given you and that that would lead that is that will lead some of us to the area of our purpose because these things just come naturally to you. Number two, your passion. What are the things that you are passionate about? That even in your sleep, when they wake you up, you are ready to go. If they say, leave all and do this, you will leave everything and go and do it. What are those things that you are sleepless nights? than that by giving goosebumps? Each time you think about it, you just cannot rest until it's done. Passion is an intense desire for something. A state or outburst of, you have strong obsession for it. I said, what is that one thing that gives you joy and sleepless night? Matthew 6 and verse 21. Scripture says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Some people, they are sleeping. (laughs) Their passion is somewhere else. So as they are sleeping, they are are dreaming it. They are dreaming because their passion is a treasure. Philippians 4 and verse 13 says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So ladies and gentlemen, you can, this, what you are passionate about can be an indicator to your purpose. It can help you navigate through your purpose because your gift, your passion will allow you to Offer yourself as a service. And so when you are serving God, you are learning discipline. You are learning how to be punctual. You are learning how to take responsibility. You are learning how to take ownership. You know, I often would tell people that for as long as I could remember in my life, I was always in choir. And you can tell from my voice that my voice is not the greatest. I just just cannot imagine Go to, I go to a church and I'm doing nothing. Maybe because I'm a PK. So my, I'm a pastor's kid. So I cannot go to a church and I'm, I'm not doing anything except I don't want to be in that church. But in the place, while I was in choir, you know, when I was growing up, I, I used to stutter. I, I, you know, I used to stammer when I'm talking. It's really, when I'm hungry, oh my days, it's worse. For me to speak two, three minutes and t- see... <laughs> 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 and you would think that, will I how can you preach with that kind of voice? I cannot even put two words together. For me to go and talk to a lady, ah, you have killed me. Hey. To go and ask a girl out, oh, <laughs> I will just be weird myself. But, but, but it's interesting how me being in choir, especially when I came to God's Vineyard Ministries, it helped me to develop how to relate with people, how to, make, how to connect, how to make friends, how to have a conversation, and how to develop certain things that is helping me now in ministry. Number three, your talent or your skill. Now, this is an interesting one because there is, there is a part of talent that is a gift, a natural ability. Because there is two dimensions of talent the ability to do something well, the natural ability to do something well. Okay? There's a bit of talent, it's not all talent that is natural. You know, there are some people who they worked so hard to be skillful in their craft. You know, you know, a very popular footballer, Cristiano Ronaldo. He was not a, he was he wasn't he wasn't gifted as a footballer. It will shock you. He wasn't the most talented footballer growing up. Story told us that there was a friend of his who was so skillful, but he was in discipline. He was so he was he was so gifted. And they were playing a football match, and there were people who came to observe them as a, you know, at as, as a very young age, and they said whoever scored the highest goal scorer would be picked, and him and his friend they they scored three goals each, and so Ronaldo would normally take the penalty, and so the guy the guy was one on with the goalkeeper to go and score, he now made the goalkeeper foul him, and so there was a penalty, and so Ronaldo took the penalty. And they scored. And that's how they picked him. And Radu asked him, why? He said, you are are so diligent, you you are so disciplined, that you want to be the best. And I think you deserve this spot more than me. So the point I'm making is, some people are so skillful in what they do. It wasn't natural to them. They mastered their craft. Scripture says in Exodus 30, 30 and verse 10, let every skillful craftsman among you come and make all that the Lord had commanded him. Proverbs 22 and verse 9 verse 29 Do you see a man skillful in his work he will stand before kings and not just stand before obscure men. It wasn't be ordinary men. your skill it was it was it was it, it was the skill that Joseph had that took him to the king. So ladies and gentlemen, your skills sometimes, your talent sometimes because oftentimes people say well, I, I'm not gifted. I don't know. I, I, I don't have any natural ability. Develop one. Develop a skill. You know, I know people who, you, you see some of the great greatest drummers. They didn't know, how, they weren't they were born drummers. They learned how to when you see some footballers before everybody gets to the pitch, they are there. Practicing just one kick, they will kick it hundred times. Now, there's a footballer who played for a different club now, and they said that this guy, he plays over two hundred free kicks every day training. Every day training. It was during COVID that he stopped. Every day, two hundred free kicks. Every day. You wonder he's scoring free kicks. Wow. You think he's so gifted? No. He wasn't gifted. But it's so, ladies and gentlemen. You can develop a skill, and that and and that will be an indication to your purpose. Number four, because of time, your experiences, your experiences. Oftentimes, life you 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 gain some experiences in life. Some are good and some are bad. Okay, your life experiences also could be an indicator. You know, you went through what you went through for a reason. Before you. You have to go through it to come through it. Until you go through, you cannot become some of the greatest preachers today. They've been through a lot. So that they, they have now developed. They have now have an experience to help others. Experience is an event or occurrence which leaves an impression on someone. Your past experiences could be an purpose. Those things happen for a reason. Look at David and Goliath. The only reason why David was able to kill Goliath, Goliath apart from the grace of God upon him, David was killing animals, fast-moving animals in the bush. So when, when, he, when, when he found that Goliath, Goliath had been tormenting them, he said, wow. In his mind, he thought, you know, uh, fast-moving animals. I don't miss. Now you you are so big that I cannot miss you. It doesn't matter where I stand. You know, so you can imagine if, if, if David, for example, now didn't have experience in doing what he did it wouldn't have happened. Look at Joseph, for example. Even while he was in prison, he was the chief prisoner. So he was already managing the prisoners in the prison because he was that good. When he was, when he was a slave, he was the chief slave, right? So it was other slaves. You know, if you go to African kingdom, the, the house of the king, they can have 500 slaves. They can have 20 maids. This one, this, this one, do. So one, one of them, two people, their job will be just find the king. And then when, when, after 30 minutes, you swap. You know, in some kingdoms, they have like 5, 10, 15. So it was the chief maid. So he was managing them already. When he went to prison, he was the chief prisoner. So when he became the prime minister, he had already learned managing, people management. Another one that encouraged me is Samson. You need to, if you have time, read the story of Samson, Judges chapter 14 and 15. Scripture says Samson and his father and his mother, they were going one day. And Samson saw a lion. And the Spirit of God came upon Samson. He went to tore the lion into pieces. That's the kind of power Samson had. So, in that same scripture, Judges 14, Samson used a stick to kill thousands of armies. Because, because it had experience. What are your encounters? What are the things you've undergone? Your, the incidents that happened to you? The episodes? Those things could indicate Your purpose. Number five, your environment. Your environment. You know, the surroundings or the condition in which a person lives. A particular geographical area. Okay? Scripture says in Joshua 1 and verse 9, Have I not commanded you, be strong and be courageous. Do not be threatened. And do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Your environment, maybe there are things you don't like in your environment. You just don't like the way I've seen people who, because there's so much prostitution in their area, they, they, they open their home to, to, to protect ladies who are being abused in prostitution. And that's now become their calling. Does that make sense? So your environment, some people, they see that, wow, in my community, there's no school. Children don't go to school. They started free school. Does that make sense? So, look at your Your environment could be an indicator. You see things you don't like. You can change it. It starts from one person, then to two, then to three, then to twenty, and it grows like that. Romans 12 and verse 2. Very popular scripture. Romans 12 and verse 2. You know, so scripture says we should not conform to this word. Don't conform. Don't say, well, you know, in this environment, this this area, (laughs) I cannot really change it. This is how it is. So shall it be. I will, no, 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 no. Whatever you tolerate, you cannot change. Does that make sense? Whatever you tolerate, you cannot change. If you tolerate it, you cannot change it. You've accepted it. Don't copy the behaviors and the custom of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. You will learn to know. It could even be in your home. Often times, myself and my wife will watch movies, and why we say, "Ah, this woman, you allowed the husband. To, if not, why will you do this? Why? It, because if you allow it, you can't change it. It's not you, you. You don't need to be aggressive to change things. I don't need to fight you to change things. I just make my point clear every time I see you. Number six, your challenges." your challenges, life challenges. Some of us, in our short time on earth, the things we've been through, you'll be like, wow. You survived. Many people did not even go through half of what you, of what you went through. They never made it. That was the end of them. But the challenges that you've been through in your short time on this planet earth, that could, and God saw you through it. You see, nobody can help Somebody who is addicted more than a previous person who has been through it. Does that make sense? You cannot help certain people because you've never lived their life. You've never been to what they've been through. In fact, if I some people, if I'm talking to them, they'll say, Ah, Pilab, I know that you can't really help me because you are speaking Bible. You are speaking I need somebody who, who understands my pain. But you've been there. You went there. A task, a situation that tests someone's ability problems, and issues that interfere with your quality of life or ability to achieve life goals. James 1 verse 2 and verse 4 says, Count it all joy, brothers, when you meet trials of various kind, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect, complete, lacking nothing. Then you lack nothing to help others, because you've been through what they've gone through. Things that have, they've worried you. They've tested you. They've tested you. Some things have confronted you in life. You wonder, wow. If you survived it, there's a reason for it. God didn't, you didn't go through these challenges just so you can go and build one mansion. You know, I was watching these wheels on on YouTube, on TikTok. And I've been been watching a lot of Shaquille O'Neal, the former um, basketball player. He has a big mansion worth 400 million U.S. dollars. And they asked him, how many rooms? He said, 24 rooms. Wow. So how many rooms did you use? He said, two rooms. He said, in fact, 50 Cent said that he does not like big houses again. Because some rooms you have not been to in months, they will start breaking. You want to have five rooms room. For what? How many rooms can you sleep in one night? You sleep one hour in room one. You go to room two, you sleep one hour. You go to all those things. You see, by the time you become big, you wonder, wow, that is why life is more than material things. Those things are good, but when you get them, you see somebody else who has a better one, you immediately wonder that one. But after you wonder, there is more to life than this. He said, Two rooms he likes, the kitchen because he likes to eat, and his bedroom because he likes to sleep. He, he, has a, he has a spa, he has a swimming pool, he has everything, jacuzzi, he has a basketball court, he does not go there. They say sometimes they will go to the room they haven't been in a long time, the light is not working again. They have to spend another thousand of dollars to fix it because it's not been used in months. So all those things, ask people who have lived the life, they will tell you. So the challenges of life you faced, God prepared you for an assignment. It's a preparation. And I'm going to round up with this. Number seven, ask God. Okay, and I'm going to share my testimony here. Okay, it's interesting because when I was growing up, I think you... When I was in uni, after my first year, we were doing purpose in church like this. And, and I, I, became, I, just, I became curious. I wanted to know, God, why exactly? Is there anything you want me to do? Why? Why am I here? I asked Him, why am I here? And God spoke to me. After, after spending a few days in the fasting and prayer, I felt like God told me that I was going to work for Him. I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't even know what it means. Until there was an encounter and I spoke to the senior pastor. And the rest is history. So sometimes, it may be a case of, okay, you need to ask God. You need to ask God. To ask is to say something in order to obtain an answer. And you ask God. You know, prayer is communication. You communicate to God. Scripture says in Matthew 7 and verse 7, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. You see, when you ask God for your purpose... God will tell you at the right time. Because you can imagine... If God had told me... That's why the purpose is progressive. If I've known everything I'm to do from the word go... I can't comprehend it. Because when I was called into ministry at the age of 19... I was... I just became born again. I don't pray. I don't fast. I love church. I love to eat. So when it's 21 days fasting and prayer... I will do the eating but I'll come for the prayer. 30 days fasting and prayer... When I was, I grew up as a Muslim in Nigeria, so my dad would say, when you go to school and come back home, you fast, it will give you gifts. So me and my brothers, we'll eat in school, we'll rub our mouth, but we'll put some, some chalk in our mouth, so you think that we have not, we have not drank anything. A, you know, so, because I'm like, I cannot come and kill myself, why will I not eat? I have to eat, I have to eat. You know, so God called me, not because, oh, I was so spiritual, I was so deep, I was, no, no. He called me because he has he an assignment for me. And 12 years down the line, I know that I'm fulfilling purpose. How do you know life that is touched? There are many people have given their, I went to Lancaster on Friday, nine people gave their life to Christ. I wonder, what exactly did I say? I'm not even sure what I said. Of course, I knew what I said, but you just wonder. It's God. It's beyond what I said. It's God. People came out from me like, wow. Well, you see, <laughs> the amount of messages I get on my phone on a daily basis, if my phone can bust, my phone will just bust. Isaac can bear witness. Lies that have been touched. When you look back, you know whether you are doing right or not. Okay? Matthew 21 and verse 22. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. Oftentimes you can ask God now, God, I want to know my purpose. It doesn't mean he will tell you now because if you're not ready for it, you can imagine when I was asking God and God tells me immediately when I wasn't prepared for it, I'm like, God punished the there because I never liked church. I never hated church because church was just long for me on a Sunday because of where I grew up. So as, as we round up this, this morning, how to discover your purpose, how to discover your purpose, your gift. But you see, in in fulfilling purpose via your gift, it must glorify God. You must not, pride must not, some people, they are so gifted and pride has made them to miss it. You know, some people, they are so gifted. Their passion is so awesome, but pride will not allow them to really enjoy the fruit of their labor. Because you can fulfill purpose And you still, God, it will not be recorded into your name that you did this, you did that because of the way and the manner in which you do it. So your gift, your passion, your skill, your past experiences, your environment, your life challenges, those things that you went through, you went through them for a reason. Oftentimes, people want to hear your story. Some people, the way they encounter God, nobody preach to them nobody told them about god i've seen people come to church and say nobody invited me as i'm going back my spirit just said enter ah. or oh, ask god let us rise up on our feet i want you to pray to god you see purpose purpose is if you are saved the reason why god saved you is to serve him the reason why god saved you if it's for heaven the moment you become born again you will just that's you are done on earth you will go to heaven so, there is no. if you love God, you will serve Him. If you, really, if you truly love God, you have a relationship with Him, you will serve Him. You see, I'm not saying that you live a perfect life. My wife will tell you that my husband needs something to work on. Don't see, oh, because I'm preaching, I'm perfect. I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to myself. I often will tell you guys that before I preach to this message to you, I've already preached to me. Sometimes I tell my wife, sit down, let me, let me, let me share my message with you. I will preach to her too. Because I'm not talking to you, I'm also talking to me. I want you to pray and say, "God, help me. Help me to know the reason for my why. Help me to know. Okay, you are here to get a degree. Praise God. Then what next? You keep chasing. You keep chasing. I want to be this. I want to be that. There's, there are people who have been there, so they still feel something is missing. I want to pray and say, God, I don't want to. I want to fulfill purpose. I want to do Your will. I want to please you. In all I do, I want to glorify you. I want to glorify you. I want to glorify you. Purpose is not just in the big things, even in the small, small things. You can ask God, God, what should I wear today? What should I wear? What should I cook today? Those days before I get married, I don't even cook anyway. I say, God, I'm going no more. You know I haven't got food. What am I going to eat when I get home? But now because I know I have a wife, you know, happy happy wife, happy life. You know, it's always prepared, a table before me. I want to just pray and say, God, help me to fulfill purpose. Help me to find out my why. Do you not know that the challenges you've been through, the things you've seen in life, they are for a reason. It's not just a coincidence. You know, maybe some of you there has been challenges in your families, in your home. You're from single parents. So many. It is for a reason. Maybe God is shaping you for your assignment, for your purpose, for your calling. Just say, God, make it clear, make it clear, make it clear. You see, I spoke to God. I asked God, and God showed God through my purpose. And it my my first few years as a pastor. Oh, I was learning. I was so timid. I, I'm, not, I'm not even sure what I was saying, but 12 years down the line, you know, I'm, I'm not there because I want to be like the senior pastor. I'm not there but I'm much better. I'm much, I'm, I'm, I'm much better and I'm still growing. So people say, oh, I want to be like Bela. Oh, you have to do 12 years, 12 years of preaching three, four, five times or sometimes six times a week, different messages. You don't preach the same message in two days. I travel to one place on Monday, I preach a message. On Tuesday, another message. On Wednesday, another message. On Thursday, another message. On Sunday, I preach three messages, three different messages. I want you to just pray and say, God, help me, oh Lord God, help me, help me, help me, help me. I, I, I want you see whatever you do that is not pleasing to God. To God, it is sin. Do you know that? Maybe I need to preach a message on sin. You see, you don't have to sin to sin. Knowing what to do and not doing it to you, it is sin. That's what Apostle Paul said. I want you to pray. I say, God, you see, the purpose is not meant to scare you, to say, oh, what if, what if. Don't worry about, you, you will make mistakes along the line. You will get better. I was, you know, I was put to someone in Nottingham that when I was, my first few years as a youth pastor, oh, I don't understand how to, how to undo pressure. You, not, you give it to me, I give it to you back. What nonsense. But I was, I was growing. You know, I was so raw. I was growing. But now I'm a, I'm a better person. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. For your goodness and for your mercies. For your loving kindness. For your tender mercies. Help us to know our why. Thank you, Jesus.